Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway. Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Hi and welcome to Plug In Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast where we watch the Flash Animation webtoons and shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. I'm Paul Reberg and with me is my co-host, John Ward. Awesome. And we're here at the start of our second season, which is going to be focused all on Muffin Films. John, what exactly are we going to be looking at today? Uh, Today we're watching The Muffin Tree, published August 23rd in the year 2000. Great, but before we talk about this clip in particular, let's talk about Muffin Films a little more broadly. John, how much do you know about Muffin Films? Uh, I know very little about Muffin Films. Uh, My experience with Muffin Films was, I I think I, I saw them maybe not for the first time, but for the most part for the first time very recently when we started uh, Plug-In Missing. So I, I don't have the same sort of experiences that you do with Muffin Films, and certainly not the same experience I, I do with uh, Homestar Runner. Uh, so how okay. about you, Paul? What, what's your experience with Muffin Films? Yeah, the roles are a little bit reversed. I know a fair amount about Muffin Films. I definitely watched them growing up, not to the same extent that you are familiar with Homestar Runner. wasn't quite as much of a cultural touchstone for me. Or but definitely something of Well, <laughs> little column A. Yeah. Uh, something that I've definitely seen a few times, though. Well, let's uh, let's dig into Muffin Films a little bit, John. Let's it's, do uh, it. A series of 12 films, well, rather the first 12 Muffin Films, were made by Amy Winfrey as part of her MFA thesis project at the UCLA Animation Workshop in 2000, as you've said. And she actually did a revival of Muffin Films in 2010 to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of the project. So that's they really were, sweet. I think it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's a nice that's a nice thing that you can do. Well, and it's interesting that there was a seven-year gap. So from 2000 to 2003 was the first series, and then 2010 revival. So quite a gap. But this is not all the flash animation that Amy has going on. She's a little bit prolific. She's uh, three other shows that she's worked on. Making Fiends, which was on the air from 2003 to 2005, and then again in 2008. Mm-hmm. Squid and Frog, which was on the air starting in 2008, and I think is still alive. Mm-hmm. And Big Bunny, which had a shorter run of 2001 through 2004, but is hilarious. But mm-hmm. John, that's not all, of course. She's of also, course. Uh, she worked as an animator on the first season of South Park. She's directed several episodes of BoJack Horseman more recently, and uh, there's a lot else going on. Yeah, no, I, I think what's really interesting is that uh, I'm actually more familiar with, uh, you know, the, these other shows, specifically Big Bunny, Squid and Frog. I, I've, I, I recognize those, and I, and I recognize them aesthetically, and I sort of see where Muffin Films might be sort of like the early version of, of some of these stylistically. Well, definitely. Well, speaking of stylistic choices, though, John, do you want to tell us about the website for a minute? <laughs> yeah so uh muffinfilms.com uh, right is that correct i think so yeah uh so muffinfilms.com is uh sort of a rather straightforward website unlike uh homestar runners uh homestar runners is a little bit more interactive whereas uh muffin films is sort of stylistically in the shape of a muffin tin with muffins inside of it and each mm-hmm. tin sort of uh, each muffin sort of represents a, a link um and of course you know muffin sound effects and uh <laughs> i think you've got some more to add about this ball well i mean i was going to complain some about the homestar runner website as it compares to this one because it's it's just sort of a usable website instead of a rabbit yes. hole of 
fuckery. I mean, yes. in, in a good way, but... Well, I, so, like, the Homestar... So, like, I, I thought about this. So, spoiler for the listeners, we actually had technical difficulties and had to re-record this episode. So, um, I have got a... I've been able to think about, like, the differences, I think, between Muffin Films and Homestar Runner's websites. And other than the fact that Muffin Films is a, a sort of a more concentrated effort, um, Homestar mm-hmm. Runner sort of built itself up over time in in a very sort of like organic fashion and so what ends up happening is like instead of avoiding like instead of like sort of throwing away older versions of the website they would build on top of the same structure and although there were you know complete overhauls they still wanted people to be able to fine tunes the same way and so i think that ended up creating like a little bit of a difficulty in terms of uh let's just say if you were to design a website from the ground up ideally it doesn't work like homestarrunner.com <laughs> no it's definitely true i mean and yeah. in the same way that you're saying the websites are built up differently this is also reads more as a standalone project i think yeah oh yeah yeah it's much more focused and and i think it it, it makes uh it makes getting to the muffin films a lot easier as well and finding the right one. That's definitely true. I mean, there are some other interesting standalone projects that she's done. If you've ever been to TrafficCone.com, and if, like me, you're a member of the Traffic Cone Preservation Society, then you'll know that uh, Amy has a lot of other interesting work that she's done. I yep. f- really Traffic strongly Cone. recommend going to TrafficCone.com. I can't believe TrafficCone.com wasn't already taken. It's a good get, right? Yeah, that is a good get. I mean, like you could turn that into anything now, other than just... The Traffic Cone Preservation Society website. Well, I'm surprised he hasn't sold it to Big Cone. Big Traffic Cone. Big Big Cone. Yeah. Big mm. Cone. Big Cone. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start talking, John, about what really brought us here. Which now, is let's my... repeat Big Cone a few more times. Okay. I'm okay uh, with that. Big Big Cone. Big Cone. Big Cone. So let's start talking a little bit about what actually brought us here, John. My favorite muffin film short, and maybe my favorite flash animation of all time, The Muffin Tree. So, John, can you um. As is our custom, can you get us back Uh into the headspace of August 2000 before we talk about it? All right. Rip from the headlines. What happened in August 2000? Uh, Since since our our animator, Amy Winfrey, graduated uh, or was living in L.A. at the time, she was working from work at UCLA, uh, we pulled these headlines from the L.A. Times. Direct from the L.A. Times. Direct from the L.A. Times. All right, so August 30th. Lockless lockers leave students with uh, st- leave students sore and disillusioned at White Memorial Adventist School. It's hard to be uh, a student. Yeah, it is. L.A. County moved to OK needle exchange programs. That's hard to be a student. Yeah, and perfect sandwich bread. Emily Green's assessment of the perfect sandwich bread in America turns out it's white. <laughs> <laughs> All Which, right, so I, I really feel like i am in the early 2000s again that was great yeah yeah I'm, I'm happy to transport you there paul yeah it's like a shitty shitty time machine okay john well <laughs> let's uh let's start from the top of this clip i mean it opens up with the text the muffin tree black text on a green blob with the blue background and uh you better believe we're watching the hd version of this i strongly recommend everybody does if you find oh, the yeah. ld version just don't even watch it it's not worth it <laughs> SD version, standard definition. Well, maybe you can get away with standard, but LD is just right out. 
Okay. <laughs> so, um, it says, once upon a time, there was a little girl with the goofiest smile of all time. <laughs> no, that's not what it said. That's just your notes. I that is what that I said. A direct quote. It's true. But it, it does it does open up with uh, the story of this little girl who, as uh-huh. you said, very goofy smile. And we yep. learn that she lives with her grandmother and that she's a bit of a wanderer. Yep, she is a wanderer and uh, sort of she looks like she's a, a paper cut out. Everything sort of simplistically like positive and negative shapes. Uh, and, and she finds in her wanderings mm. a muffin tree. What a glorious muffin tree. John, I want you to tell me what the girl looks like and what the muffin tree looks like so the girl is made out of very simple shapes she's got sort of wacky eyes uh and and she's she's got a heavy outline around everything and this contrasts a lot with the muffins themselves because the muffins are in fact like photos of muffins uh in fact the same photo of a muffin duplicated multiple times (laughs) um which is which is easy uh to do but it does sort of, uh, you know, bring contrast between the sort of naive style of the little girl versus the photorealistic muffins. You know, it's true. And I know we, we talked about this earlier, John, but I think this really says to the viewer, this is not little girl films. The little girl doesn't matter. This is all about the muffins, <laughs> muffin films, high quality <laughs> muffin girl. animation, you know? Yeah. Little girl films. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's not, not interested in that. Nope. <laughs> Not the thing. No. Uh, and so she finds this muffin tree, climbs it, and eats it, and is merry. She is merry. And, and I think it's an interesting reaction on her part. Maybe I'm having trouble getting into the child mindset, even though we are firmly back in the early 2000s mindset. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid, if I found a muffin tree, I don't know if I would just go to town immediately eating the muffins. What do you think you would do, John? No, no, I, I would not. No, uh, not because they're muffins and not even because they're like off a tree, but because like eating food outside, like there's something about like a designated food tree versus like rando food stuff that you find outside. Like, uh, you know, mm. in scouts, we would go like learn how to forage and stuff like that. Not, not really in any sort of in-depth thing, but like there'd be like wild strawberries and stuff like that. And you know, I'd look at it and I'd be like, no, those are dirt strawberries. Those are forest strawberries. <laughs> They're completely different than, like, the the farm with strawberries in it that you could pick and eat. Uh, and Same with, like, fruit trees and stuff. Like, if it's just some rando fruit tree, that's completely different than a fruit tree that was meant to be there to f- provide sustenance. It could be, like, weird poison fruit. And maybe that's from having, like, a lot of decorative fruit trees around my house when I grew up, while also Hmm. going to orchards at farms. So it's, like, this sort of, like, weird dichotomy that trees that you interact with regularly have, you know, poison or basically the equivalent of wax fruit Mm -hmm. uh, versus trees that you go visit have real fruit. (laughs) I mean, that's interesting to me because... From that reaction, I would have thought, John, like that you're you're a city kid, you know? yeah. Like you're not you're not from tree country. No, I'm I'm definitely from tree country. Yeah, so like you. I think it's I, just I my know. neurosis that gives me that. <laughs> oh, it could be, could be, you're a neurotic tree child. Yes. Well, speaking of neurotic tree children, John, uh, this girl is all up in this tree. Comes mm-hmm. back every day. We don't know for how many days, but eats all the muffins and uh, gets too big and can't climb anymore. <laughs> yep. 
gets yeah. too big. Uh, now, how much time do you think passed here, Paul? Well, it looks like she's probably gained another third of her body weight. I thought you were about to like number stones, like how the <laughs> how the just British measure very... measure weight, like how many stones she just gained or something like that. I want to say I don't four. know why, but that was where I th- that's where my brain was auto filling your your conversation, and then I was like, <laughs> why would that even be remotely? Because I don't even I don't know how many pounds are in a stone. English don't even eat muffins, as I understand it. No, they eat biscuits, boiled sheep, boiled sheep. Yep, yep. From the boiled sheep tree, <laughs> it smells it's horrible. A, it's a much grosser tree. But I mean, yeah. she she's there for a while. We can easily say several days, right? Yeah, at least. Um, and of course, she's going to this tree every day, right? And she seems mm-hmm. to spend a lot of time there. At least that's what's implied by it. And certainly. If it's only a few days, her caloric intake from these muffins must be significant. Um, so, yeah. So, her grandmother doesn't seem all that concerned about where she's at right now. She really doesn't, or the fact that she's coming back covered in crumbs. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd also like to note that the tree has no lower branches, so she just sort of, like, warps up to the top of the tree. You know, that's one of the other things I think is really impressive, is the fact that she is expending all the energy to climb this pole of a tree. Yeah, several times a day, and yeah. is still managing to, to I, I don't know. That's so many muffins. It's, it's like, got to, She's got to be cramming them in. It's like people who can harvest like um, what is it? Uh, coconuts. Coconuts. Yeah. Yeah, they can just climb up them, maybe with some like cloth or something to sort of like wedge, like let lever off of or something. But yeah, yeah. But no, we we don't see a lever. We just see a, a girl who loves a good muffin. Yep. I mean, don't don't we all, Paul? Do you love muffins? I like muffins. <laughs> I am pro muffin. Convincing Paul, <laughs> but I don't think I'd I'd like to eat a muffin every day. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how how often is your ideal muffin intake? Do you think? I mean, ideally, I never eat muffins because muffins are sort of <laughs> one of those like secret, like secret desserts. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. if you eat muffins, you know, you do you. But, like, for me, uh, sugar affects me a lot. So, like, if, if I had, like, a muffin a day, which I have done in my life, like, it's been breakfast substitute for me at periods of my life. Sure. And that can be kind of dangerous because that means, like, I've already consumed, like, way too much, you know, simple sugar or, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's also different when you make muffins yourself. Like, you can manage, like, a good brand, homemade brand muffin is way healthier for you than... Then I don't know, like a Wegman's muffin. Are you are you or, pro brand? A Sheets muffin. John, are you are you pro brand? I am pro brand. Yeah, as long as I mean, like you can you can fuck up a brand muffin. Like, like uh, I like good brand muffins. I there are bad brand muffins. I I like like a zucchini muffin. That's a good one. I like a zucchini muffin. I don't think I've ever eaten a brand muffin to tell you the truth. Um, they're I mean they're they're a little bit close to the like you know healthier than than is implied by the word muffin <laughs> side of things mm-hmm. but i don't think that they're like i don't think they're rich in vitamins or anything i think they're just very very fibrous <laughs> no that is my understanding but mm-hmm. this little girl she doesn't find fibrous muffins did we mention yet that she finds blueberry muffins no we we have not mentioned the the genre of muffin so far uh it is yeah she's she's eating blueberry muffins and um and i think I think that should we move on to like where 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 this goes? 
I think we should. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She, she tires of the blueberry muffin. As as we all might, if we were... <laughs> I was about to say forced to eat. She was not forced to eat those muffins. Uh, I just think about myself being forced to eat something like a muffin in the morning because of, like, circumstance. When in mm-hmm. reality, I could just not eat the muffins, right? Like... <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not a monster. You're not no, going to not, not eat the muffin. muffin. Uh, no, but like, uh, it's just like you know. Oh, I didn't plan my morning fast enough, so now now I have to eat muffins for breakfast. This is more how I think of them. It's uh, a sad time. But yeah, she tires of the blueberry muffins, and so what does she do, Paul? Well, she asks unto the tree. She says, "Oh, muffin tree." I don't remember how she says it exactly, but uh, she, she asked it a it. lot like that. She, she, yeah, I don't remember the next line. Oh, muffin tree, why do you only make blueberry muffins? Would you please make me another type of muffin? Another type, another genre of muffin, I believe is the another genre word. of muffin. No, she didn't use that term at all. But the uh, the tree doesn't respond, John, because as we all know, trees don't talk. They they do not. But they listen. Um, but they listen. They listen. What happens mm-hmm. next? Uh, when she comes back the next day, I believe, uh, the blueberry muffins are then just like color shifted versions of, of um, the same photo of a muffin. So (laughs) it starts off kind of green looking and then transitions Uh to like purple, I think. And so it's just constantly shifting colors. So you can't really be like, like my guess is to communicate that these aren't just like chocolate chip muffins or a lemon muffin right. or something well, like that. And, and regardless of whichever phase they're in, they they do look kind of moldy and gross. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't look appetizing. I mean, like, I guess pistachio would be the only excuse I can think of for a green muffin, at least of that. No, because like even pistachio and lime are both like lighter shades of green, and you'd still have to add at least for the lime muffin, you'd have to add coloring to it. Yeah, the I'm color not... of these muffins is inexcusable. No, it's they're very vivid and dark. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and um, so she eats it, mm-hmm. and then three minutes later, she falls down dead. Yep, it's very sad. And the moral is, don't talk to muffin trees. Which I think is a good moral from this story, <laughs> um, but maybe not the best one that we can. Mm-hmm pull from it john let's let's spitball a little bit what do you think is a better moral we can take from this story um don't eat random food you find in a tree that's a good one yeah yeah Um, i was thinking tell your grandma where the hell you are yeah and maybe maybe run past run your like dietary like I was about to say income. I don't know why I'm being so like highfalutin <laughs> with my wording right now. It's the end of the day. I don't know. Maybe my brain has died. Uh, mm. maybe, you know, run run whatever food you're eating past your parents or your grandmother or garden guardian of any variety and circumstance uh, sure. before eating it, especially if you're a little girl or a little boy or a little little anybody. Um, but I I do this does bring to mind Paul. Do you think that? This tree, do you think this was her muffin tree, or do you think this was somebody else's muffin tree? I mean, that's an interesting question. I don't think it is the little girl's tree, because she's surprised to find it in the beginning, but it could be that this is her grandmother's muffin tree. Okay. Now, what I'm, I'm basically trying to find a soft way of introducing Scrumping Paul, and I'm not really sure where I did it before. 
It was seamless before. We were talking about stealing food, I think, and whether or not you would steal muffins if you found them in the wild. Oh, right. Stealing muffins. Right. Finding muffins, stealing muffins. Anyway, we're on to scrumping. Uh, Smooth segue. Scrumping, Paul. Can you define scrumping for me? Scrumping, as I understand it, is when you steal fruit from an orchard or similar establishment. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a Appalachian ish term for a, stealing apples out of an apple tree, usually. Um have you ever scrumped, Paul? I've never scrumped. I've known people who've stolen out of cornfields a fair amount, but I don't think I've ever known anybody who's like a um a bona fide scrumper. Okay. What yeah, about you, John? I, I've never like okay, so I have scrumped and and uh, since yesterday I have thought of more uh, times i've scrumped uh Mm -hmm. and the last time i I could just think of um a time that i just had an apple from a tree near the road that looked like it belonged to somebody else but i I wasn't absolutely certain but there have been times where i've had um figs uh that uh you know that i stole from somebody's yard uh (laughs) i don't know though if, if it's from somebody's yard if it's really scrumping i feel like it has to be almost on a more industrial scale Okay, like so you're, you're you mean sneaking from an onto, orchard. Yeah, you're like sneaking into an orchard. You're bringing a bushel, and you're like, "Let's get scrumping." I mean, like I've definitely taste tested stuff while picking fruit at an orchard. That's like um, misdemeanor scrumping. We're looking for a good felony scrump. Felony scrump. There's yeah. so there's like variations of scrumping. I, I wonder I if like so. West Virginian law has like designations like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like grand scrumping. Um, Be ar- arrested for <laughs> attempted scrumping. Yeah. Uh yeah, exactly. Attempted scrumping. Or like can you be charged with like larceny and uh attempted scrumping scrumping or something like that? Or breaking and scrumping. Breaking and scrumping. Scrumping and entering. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um first off, it's the best word ever, pretty much. True. Scrumping True. is. Um I do find that most people know what it means, but I I have found people that don't know what scrumping means. Specifically people who might not be from uh western maryland or uh, yeah i think it's i think it's very regional yeah yeah uh and and i i think another thing that's great about scrumping is that it's always an option right (laughs) (laughs) you know it's true it's a it's a crime that that don't really hurt nobody no just a Uh, little scrump yeah and like uh you know worst case scenario you pretty much get what like the police get called in you and you run away and then you get charged with like a very small crime. <laughs> Stealing small something worth fall. under $5. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there is no way that you can without vehicular or like, uh, like some sort of like vehicular scrumping, <laughs> vehicular scrumping without some sort of like mechanical aid. There's no way that you can get, you know, st- you know, stitched up with grand larceny uh wall scrumping like there's no, no really way that it can so. like the real worst case scenario is somebody comes out with a shotgun and shoots you but like very rarely i feel do people get shot while in apple trees so then mm-hmm. you just stay up there and then let the police arrest you for the like the 15 dollars of of apples that you stole or something like that i guess well i mean speaking of things that are criminal john this segue <laughs> yep. john uh let's talk about the fact that this clip is really a parody of the giving tree and i think a funny one yeah i i do like it um so the giving tree is a horribly scarring children's book oh yeah Uh, did you did you get it read to you when you were a kid paul 
I did, and I remember it being um, a little bit upsetting. Yeah, uh, I think I, I, I was read it in school, and fortunately, I think I was a little too old to be scarred by that particular book, because mm-hmm. by that point in time, I was like, there's other trees. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to keep going back to this one tree. There's other right. trees that you can abuse for, you know, success. Well, I mean, to explain why it is traumatic briefly, it's mm-hmm. the story of a, I think a little girl who goes to this tree and asks the tree for fruit, and it gives mm-hmm. it the fruit. And then for a stick, and he gives it a stick, and then for a branch, and he gives it a branch, and then I think she takes all the logs to build a house or something, and the tree's basically dead. Yeah, a uh, stump, and then she sits on the tree. Yeah. Stump. <laughs> the the vestiges of the tree that gave her her entire life, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, which is, which is why I like this as a parody so much, or maybe a commentary on it, because in the first <laughs> story, the girl clearly wins. Yeah. But in this story, it... muffin for life. You know. Yeah, it's it's like a revenge story. <laughs> I think it is. I wonder if Amy just really hated that story, and this is her, just her reaction to it. Maybe she was also scarred, and it's like, or, no, screw you, story. I mean, in it's a way, like, fuck humans is a great uh, moral of the giving tree, if you're looking at it from the giving tree, from the tree perspective. Mm-hmm. True. So, it's like, I could, I could see this being a... Like a like yeah like a like a moral or like a what is it like some sort of like parable of of the tree that that messed with humans that let them get away with too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see it. Well, John, we've we've talked a lot about this first uh, muffin film clip. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we should talk through? No, I, I think that's great. I think we covered everything for this clip. Uh, I'm looking forward to the other ones because uh, I'm 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 not very familiar with these films, and and although I saw them somewhat recently, I, I'm looking forward to revisiting them. They're very funny. Awesome! It should be a lot of fun. Uh, we haven't decided just yet what order or which ones we're going to look at. So if you have a favorite, definitely get at us on Twitter at Plug In Missing, mm-hmm. or email us on the Gmail. I don't know why I couldn't remember that at Plug In Missing Pod at Gmail dot com. I mean, thanks so much for joining us for this episode. If you liked what you heard, definitely leave a review on iTunes. Tell a friend. We're just starting out, so anything you can do is very helpful. As I said, you can get at us on the various social medias at Plug and Missing or Plug and Missing Pod. Just search it. You'll find us. We're on there. Uh, check out our website, PlugInMissing.com. If you don't want to wait two weeks to hear from us again, you can check out our other podcast, The Minute Podcast, that's released in an alternating week-for-week schedule with this one. As always, this episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward, edited by Paul Reberg, with theme music by Paul Reberg. So come back next week where we'll talk more about scrumping. Mm-hmm. Scrump on. <laughs> Keep scrumping. Don't scrump. stop scrump leaving. Scrump. This, this was scrumptastic. Scrump you later. Scrump you later. Did you say that already? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash Animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes.